Sophie, festival season is almost here. Oh no, don't. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to roll around in the fields like a pig. Like a pig to 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 water. Is that a saying? I don't know. No, I'm very excited. Stuck to water, but a pig in mud. But anyway, I'm really yeah. looking forward to um, staying in a hotel and complaining that I got a speck of mud on my top. <laughs> I will be camping uh, in the in the bougie guest area. I say bougie. I'm just going to be camping in guest area with all my friends. Um, if you see me covered in mud, I'm fine. I'm just vibing. Don't mind me. We will be at a lot of festivals this year, though. A where lot, are we, yeah. Where are we going to be performing, Sophie? So we are performing at 2000 Trees. Oh, we're doing Cruise. a DJ set and a live podcast. <gasps> and a live podcast. Ooh. And we're also going to be at Slam Dunk. Yes, both. Slam, Slam Dunk. Dunk. Hanging about with our friends at Knotfest and probably causing some problems for We Wear Black, as we do. And of course, we'll be interviewing bands over at Download, moving around over there. So you might see us in the in the crowd. I'll be making some silly TikTok content at Download, knowing me. Um, we'll probably be at a lot of festivals this year. So yeah. if you see us, say hi. Where you, we wear black merch so we can say hi and spot you. I'm so proud. Someone came over to me and they were like, normally I wouldn't have come over to say hi, but I knew I'd get in trouble because you said on the podcast that if you don't come and say hi, you'll be pissed off. So I made sure <laughs> to put the effort in. I was very proud. You're bullying our listeners, Sophie. Yeah, come say hi. Just don't hug me because I don't hug anyone. You can hug me. <laughs> Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black with me, Sophie Kay and Yasmin Suman. Hi. That was a really happy intro for today's very sad video, uh, video, <laughs> podcast. It is a sad podcast today. Um, so basically, this episode was inspired by one of my tattoos and a trend that I've seen going off on TikTok where people are saying you can't cry to metal. Oh, this song. And so we're going to do an episode on the songs that you cry to from within the scene. And I've even got a tattoo of a song that's probably made me cry the most, which is from Opeth. Um, and it's a tattoo that I got from their song Hours of Wealth, which even Michael Ackerfeldt doesn't even talk about that song. And I think it's I think it's about the unliving of oneself. Oh, very I, dark I also tune. have a tattoo that I'm getting removed, not because I hate the lyrics. I just hate the tattoo. Like it was it, it was a time I got it done. I think it's poorly executed, but here we are. Um, but it's Beartooth lyrics. It says, will the end make me whole again? Um, and it's really cute. It just doesn't go with my sleeve, but I'm probably- God, we're so it. depressive. Don't get that removed. I really like it. Really? I just, I've got like heavy patchwork at the top and then this one gray tattoo that's washed out and blown out and done by someone I hate. <laughs> I really like it. I'll keep it for you, Sophie. I'll keep it for you. No, it's really cool. It's really cool. I love my bad tattoos. I love the ones that are like a little bit, um, whatever. Just janky. get it, just, just a bit janky. Yeah, some of them are just a bit like. I think one of the letters has fallen off one of my tattoos, but I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Um, so we're going to be going through some of the songs that make us cry. So this is probably going to be pretty intense. Yay! But then I don't know about you, but I listen to sad music when I'm happy as well. I listen to sad music when I'm happy. I think for me. Because when I started taking um, antidepressants, I found it really hard to be emotional. Um, so I used to listen to sad music to make myself cry. Wow. <laughs> Just so I could get it all out. Because I'd had a tough week and I'm like, I can't cry. Like um, when I lost my dog, I was really sad and I couldn't cry. So I just used to listen to sad music and be like, tears come out 
now. Wow. Any therapist listening, please get in touch. It's wewebinspod.gmail.com. <laughs> it's okay, I've been to grief counselling. I'm, I'm, I'm all right for now. Um, so, yeah, because I listen to it when I'm happy because it just provides a bit of calm because it's a little bit more mellow because sometimes I can get a little bit too cortisoled up. Um, and I also listen to it when I'm sad and people go, that's so depressing. Why are you listening to sad music when you're sad? I find that it helps. I it really do. Me. It helps me. I think some people, don't get me wrong, I think listening to sad music when you're sad sometimes isn't helpful if you're trying to like get out of a sad place, but I struggle with embracing my emotions, so listening to sad music makes me just get it all out, and then once it's out, I'm like, cool, cool. It's like it's like dropping a big deuce, you know? Once it's out, you're fine. No more, no more tummy problems. Okay. Don't look at me like that, Sophie. <laughs> Okay, if they really Being say so. Being depressed is like dropping a fat shit. Once it's out, you're you're you dandy. dandy. I don't think that's how depression works. But okay, Therapist, let's get in touch. <laughs> let's let's move on. Okay, the first sad song that I had to go for, I chose this one because I feel like it doesn't get enough credit for how deep this song is. Because I think that it's come to the point where it's the kind of song that everyone sings along to. Mm, mm, um so my yeah. first one is lincoln park in the end from hybrid <gasps> theory don't don't you dare don't i will cry i will cry right now i oh i can't i actually can't listen to this song i love hybrid theory probably one of my top five albums of all time um i went through like a phase of just listening to it in 2020 got me through the pandemic but in the end i can't i skip it because i'm like no no i refuse to be that sad like i can't my heart can't take it it's such a powerful song and I think people don't like people sing along to it at the top of their lungs on nights out or whatever but when you think about the fact that he's saying I tried so hard and I got got so so far far. but in the end it doesn't even matter I mean (sighs) ah my heart into the heart it's um yeah you know I I realise the problem with making this podcast and this episode is I'm just going to be sad now. So thanks, Sophie. It makes me happy, so we're going to do it. <laughs> I find I find that's a bit of a metaphor in life because I feel like in life, you the older you get, the more sad you can end up becoming because you don't you get to the dreams that you wanted to get to that you thought would fix the problems that you have. Mm. But even when you get there, they, it never fixes the problems you have. Mm. And it's actually mm. the most basic, simple stuff that can help but yeah um yeah that's the first one i went for because oh man kills me breaks my heart about chester bennington really honestly chester bennington dying as i've said before in this podcast was the only time i've grieved a celebrity as if that as if i'd they were family genuinely the only celebrity deaths i've been upset about chester bennington mitch looker um uh the guy from Black Panther, the the Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, yeah, that got me. That did get me. Um, that made me sad. And then uh, Cameron Boyce, who was like a young child star, he got to yeah. nineteen, and then I think he had a. Don't quote me. I'm pretty sure he had a seizure in his sleep, um, and just died. And it's like, oh my god. I'm I'm pretty sure we were the same age, which freaked me out more. But yeah, I get really sad about celebrity deaths, even though I don't know these people at all. The one that did get me as well was um, Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder, but that's because I knew him. <gasps> that's because i knew him so that made a bit of a like it's just sad it's really sad um if you are struggling with thoughts of suicide please 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 reach out for help professional help not a podcast not us we're not professionals (laughs) 
We are um, not professional. If you're going to take advice from anybody on suicide, don't let it be us. Don't let it be us. <laughs> We're hypocrites uh, in that fo- in that um, subject. I speaking of suicide, by the way, again being a hypocrite. Wow, was- that is the worst segue I've ever. <laughs> Suicide Season by Bring Me the Horizon had yes. many bangers. One of my favourite ones, if we're speaking about sad songs, is The Sadness Will Never End. Because I, firstly, fucking insane collaboration with Sam Carter. Mwah. Their vocals Amazing. Yeah. at that time, like I didn't even know it was two people on a song because they sound so similar at that time. They sound completely different now as vocalists and have come into their own. But I feel like it worked so well together because they just sounded so exasperated and fed up with life. And it was like, yes, same. But one of my favourite lyrics from it um, is, you can't stand on two feet without a substance as a crutch. And that's why I got Oof. that poison tattoo because it just reminds me of like like drug addiction and stuff. And like it just oh, it gets me in my feelings, man. It gets me in my fucking feelings. Ugh. Yeah, that's a good one. I love it when those heavier bands go heavy like super heavy it, it, this because this you know that that angry music is coming from darkness right and so when they actually tap into that darkness for a song oh fire i feel bad i'm like ollie sykes i'm so glad that you're in such a better place like honestly i'm, I'm very proud of you i don't know you personally but i am proud of you but my god did you write some dirty unbelievably sad bangers when you were going through some stuff and I appreciate it, but I'm glad you're in a better place. But I do love the times when you weren't. Is that bad? Am I that's, bad? Do you know what? It's a hard thing because bands do write their best stuff. When they're suffering. <laughs> when they're suffering. And then as soon as they get like success and a bit of money, it can... It, I feel bad. I don't want these poor, poor musicians to suffer. No. But also the suffering does add a little bit of spice to the pot. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. That oh, some of those early that let live. Oh, oh. And I spoke to Jason about where he was at when he wrote that, and it was such a dark place. But man, My anyway. God, right. What was your one of your ones? Go on. Go. So. My next one has to go to the one and only Slipknot because mm. I think Corey Taylor's voice is has some of the biggest range of any of the voices within metal. The way he can sing a ballad with so much emotion, like songs like Bother from Stone Sour, but then also do those heavy vocals with so much aggression. Like when Corey Taylor does a feature on any track, it's like, oh, dad's here. Dad's here. Because he's like, he's got this guttural voice, right? Um, But anyway, so the songs I went for... Papa's Home. Papa's Home. Most people go for Snuff. Like yeah. when they're talking about sad songs. Um, and that is so beautiful. One of the lines that gets me from that is, if I'm alone, I cannot hate. And that's from All Hope Is Gone. And that, oh, that album, that period of time for the band was so heartbreaking. But the one that gets me personally that I think doesn't get enough credit is Vermillion Part 2. Yes. Yes. That, oh. Sophie, we share one brain cell. I was literally going to say that. What a fucking song. I've cried my eyes out to that song. The part a bit where where he's um where he's like, it's like he's, it's like he's cry singing it almost. He's singing, "I won't let this build up inside of me." I feel that, I feel yeah. that lyric like deep in my soul. Um, and I've listened to that on repeat many a many a time. I have one that like also cuts quite deep actually. "Cancer" by Architects. Oh, pain, pain. Pain. For those who don't know, and I'm I'm quoting this from Genius.com, so if I'm incorrect, blame Genius.com. 
Uh, architects address one of the greatest challenges to modern society, cancer. Guitarist and keyboardist Tom Searle, rest in peace, told HMV, I wrote this after I found out I had melanoma. Melanoma? Skin cancer on my leg. I had surgery to remove it, and I wrote that after I had it removed. I thought, what do people do in these situations? This is a really sad song, um, mm. especially because, you know, in August 2016, Tom passed away from cancer, and, like, listening to it now, knowing what he went through, hearing all the pain in the lyrics it's just it's just so overwhelming um and really sad and i i don't know how the band still are able to perform it i guess like after a while you're so numb to performing a song that like you know it kind of like passes through you but like it just ref- it represents that time that the band went through and all of the suffering that they all went through and and just yeah it makes me really fucking sad that whole like i admire them so much because death is something that it's a part of life. So many people go through it with friends and loved ones, but it's something that's not really talked about or dealt with, especially in like Western society. So like where my mum's from in Uganda, they'll lay out a coffin and people have a two week funeral and cry. And they, in some, like if you're really rich, they even hire professional whalers to like go, "Ah!" and, and so like to create this, this atmosphere. And I, I think in many ways that's super healthy because in Western society, we often don't deal with death. And so the fact that architects talk about it as openly as they do and share as openly as they do, I think is so important to their fans and to people who have lost someone. I always feel really sorry for the band. Um, not That sounds condescending. I feel sorry for them because even to this day, people are so fucking rude about Mm. Tom and his death. And like, I'm pretty sure they were on a tour recently in the past year where someone tried to tackle Dan to the ground um, or like was shouting abuse at him on the Australian leg of the tour about how how Tom would hate their new music. And it's so insane to think that you, as someone who's not in the band, who never knew that person. Yeah will go out of your way to say oh this person would be disappointed in you that was his brother his his twin his twin brother like bitch you don't know shit you don't know him yeah you, you don't know you him you just listen him. to the music who the fuck are you it's insane that people have such parasocial relationships yeah. with artists that they think yeah. they know them but like yeah i just i don't personally know how i would deal with that if you died and then people were like the podcast was better when sophie was on it i'd be like so true can so you, true <laughs> i don't know what i'd do to replace you i just sit here every week and cry but it'd be heartbreaking i know and like it's like people For don't years. see fans as people it's like that yeah like they've had to go through therapy to to grieve and then have to be so public about their lives and put it in their music and people just judge them. And I just, I have a lot of respect for architects, a lot of respect. I love Sam Carter with all my heart and soul. I can't wait to see them at download. Um, and that song just gets me. It gets me because it resembles a time that felt like a big change for the band. Yeah. For better and worse. Like obviously Tom passed, but then also they found such great success and it was like such a duality of sadness and then success and like, it was just a really hard time. Um, it makes me sad. I'm sad now. Why did we do this podcast episode, you know Sophie? What? I want to cry. I'm just going to make it even more sad because you've reminded me, as you said that, the song Cancer from My Chemical Romance. I can't <gasps> listen to that song. I can't even think... I can't... I started playing it in my head just then and my eyes welled up. Like, I've, that song's dangerous for me. It's too much. It's too much. And then 21 Pilots did a cover. Okay. That song is... That song is... That gets me, that song. 
Um, what but anyway. song by My Chemical Romance gets me? I don't think I get upset by My Chemical Romance. Do you know what song I do get upset by? Rose Coloured Boy by Paramore. I don't. I don't know why. I don't, and and yeah, fakes fake happy. I don't know why Paramore gets me. Paramore Maybe it reminds you of something. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. really? Oh well, yeah. okay. Um, I've got another one for you. This time it comes from Twenty One Pilots because we mentioned them just now. The song Gonna on it was on Blurry Face, but they released it beforehand and they had a video for it where they did it with a broken down accordion. Okay. Um, and it was like an old and if you ever get a chance, right, look it up. Twenty One Pilots Gonna. And yeah, they it, they use this antique accordion that just sounds. It's like really tired and oh man, have you heard that song? No, I'm Gonna. trying to think what my favorite Twenty One Pilots it's, song is that is sad. They're all sad. They're all so like, early heartbreaking. Twenty One Pilots. Tyler Joseph was like therapy. No, no, no. <laughs> get me in the studio. It's um, one, the line that gets me from uh, Gonna is "Don't let me be gone." Honestly. Anyway. Twenty One Pilots have so many sad ba- bangers. D- bangers. I don't know the- if I can call it a sad banger. Like, I don't. It's like a lot of bands will write really sad songs, but then have such insane riffs. I'm like, I shouldn't be throwing it back. And yes, yet I am. I have cried every time I see Twenty One Pilots. I've cried about a song that I don't know what it's about, but all I know is it's about a car radio and I feel like I know what it's about. Somebody stole my car radio and now I have to sit in silence. And that song makes me cry every single time because I- Sometimes I... quiet is violent. Don't get me. <laughs> yeah. I, was tw- I was 14, 15 when that song came out. I was their target demographic. I know that like it's the Bible, okay? You were not emo in 2014. If you didn't have a Tumblr and you weren't like, oh my god, small beans, Tyler and Tyler and Josh, me, 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 me. I, I, it's embarrassing that I know all the words. Speaking of crying, do, do, do you every think concert, very quickly, very quickly? Go on. Do you think Twenty One Pilots in their new release might go back to their emo roots, or do you think they've done that thing and now they're too rich and too happy? I think they've seen everyone else do it and they're like. It's really been done. I feel like at this point, if they did it, it would be more cheesy because like a lot of bands have really gone back to their emo roots. I'd like to see them continue on the path they're on because it just kind of feels flip floppy to me. <clears throat> but they've got Hot Sky Records. They've got Sky Records. So they could. Write I love like. Sky Records so much. I love him. Sky so Records, if you don't know, was in issues. So he he was the backbone of that band. Okay, that man. Well, oh. technically, Scout was. Uh, Scout yeah. doesn't get enough credit for issues, but that's a whole side story. We can do that on enough another episode. I single-handedly need to talk about issues at some point because my god, that era of like funky metal. I another day, another day, another day. Speaking of crying, every time you see a band, tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we've got the same song here. I didn't even think about it. Of course, I bet we've got the same song. Ah, uh, sick and disgusting. Yes! yes, I know. I know he'll never talk about it, and I don't even expect him to because it's such a sad song i if i put that out there in the world i'd never talk about it i'd, I'd just pretend it doesn't exist i'd be like what <laughs> never heard that song before um but like it's it's just it is genuinely the saddest song i've heard because it's just him crying for like three minutes <clears throat> i tried to ask him about it once in an interview and it's the only time ever in an interview that i've had such a visceral reaction um, and so I just changed the subject instantly because I thought I could see this is not somewhere to tread. And you've got to really, you've got to really poke that that bear. 
quite literally, um, to make Caleb Shomo not happy all the time. Because every time we've seen him and met him, he's been like so happy and cheery. So he was still happy. It was just you know sometimes you can see a flicker of something in someone's eyes, and you can see it. Not like... all of us are amazing award-winning journalists, Sophie. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, not all of us can be you and um, see a slight change of emotion in someone's face and know how to direct an interview. Some of us are terrible journalists. Me, no, um, you're no, amazing. But Get I, over. I fucking love this song. Like, genuinely, for so many years, it was one of my favourite sad songs. I can't listen to it because it makes me so sad. Um, yeah, but same. They've never, they've never played it live, I don't... Although, maybe upon the album release, they played it live, but, like, they haven't played it since. I, I don't, don't think... blame them. How can you not... Like, because, like, some of the lyrics um, that I thought were the most beautiful were, Dad, I don't want to be sick and disgusting. Like, God, ah, I don't want to be sick and hell. disgusting. Um, and I just want to feel loved. Oh my god, that breaks There's my heart. There's like, sick joke, sick joke. That's all you'll ever be to anyone. I'm nothing but sick and disgusting. Like, I genuinely, I know we've just talked about band suffering. I don't want Caleb Shomo to suffer if that's what he's, if that's what happens. No, no. Let him, let him release his happy music, okay? Let him live in peace with his, his dog and his wife and, and his, what does he do? He's really into fitness at the moment. I really into fitness keep tabs on Caleb Shomo um, and his wife and their dog and I just love all of them um, again okay we've gone to that place again Yasmin yeah we've yeah. gone to the stalker place I, again I seem like a creep I realise yeah. now as an industry professional people are like that's weird but I, everyone has that band everyone has that band and if you are if you don't have that band and you work in the music industry why do you work in the music industry everyone has that band and that band is better for me and if you don't have one of those bands take a hard look in the mirror consider working in a different job exactly you should still be a fan if you work in this industry because we all know it doesn't pay very well okay so since we talked about that i think what's really interesting and what i noticed ties up a lot of these is childhood trauma um Sophie, and obviously do you have childhood trauma i never guessed me, for me I, you wouldn't believe it but i I'm also ha- do whoa i think a lot of us do in this and a lot of people don't a lot of people are just you know from happy backgrounds and they like this music um some people are in denial Um, (laughs) and there's people like us who are quite open about it and i feel like beartooth obviously with lyrics like dad i don't want to be sick and disgusting that shows um corey taylor's been open about some of his childhood trauma chester bennington was open about his childhood trauma but one of the songs that i find the most difficult to listen to comes from machine head when we're talking sad songs machine head right what you're gonna say they released a song called Five on the Burning Red. Now, this was a really difficult time for them because the Burning Red, they had a bit of a change. The way metal turned on Machine Head for that album, I loved that album. I don't give a damn what anyone says. If you hate the Burning Red, we can't be friends. It's fine. But the I think it's the last song on the album. It's called Five, right? Mm-hmm. And Rob Flynn wrote a song about how he was molested at five years old. He's never performed it live. And as far as I know, he doesn't really talk about it either. If I ever interview him, I might ask him about it in a very like gentle way, obviously. But he said here, this is one of the lyrics from it. If you tell, I'll kill you. Rip the child out from you. Wish that I could stop you. Please God, make this go away. Ah, that is raw. That is pain. That is such deep pain and then metalheads gave him shit 
you can't manufacture that kind of pain as well like in a lot of other genres in the music industry you can manufacture a lot of the lyrics the content like but you just can't you just can't with rock and metal because a lot of it comes from pain it comes from suffering it comes from it's just it's just i wow i'm flawed i didn't know that that was what the song meant but holy shit that's that's wow well that song as well like that when you say it comes from pain that's so true because with machine head i think pain can come out in two ways so it can come out as rage or it can come out as tears and i feel like that is one of their um few moments of tears i feel like halo another underrated song of theirs from the blackening which i think is their greatest album that has so much pain to it that song but then you've got songs like davidian and i know that was about um the death of his friend but that also has a lot of rage behind it and you don't feel that level of rage unless you feel that level of pain so machine head for me are right there at the top of my list of people who can write the the saddest songs in the world jason elon butler and Vic Fuentes are like two of my favourite songwriters for writing sad songs. And Caleb Shomo, but Caleb Shomo has a way of making it angry, like beaten in lips, dead. Yeah. Like, oh, I just want to rage. But like, um, one of my favourite sad songs, I can't believe I haven't spoken about this, is um, Off Selfish Machines, which is Pierce Savelle's second studio album. I'm going to have a moment where I just fixate on Pierce Savelle because it was the band that got me into emo. Um, so everyone leave me alone. Selfish Machines, such a sad album. You've got like more popular songs like Caraphernalia and Bulletproof Love that are very like, I want to hold your hand so tight, I'm going to break my wrist. And then Caraphernalia is What If I Can't Forget You. Um, But one of my favourite ones is The Sky Under The Sea because the chorus is basically talking about how if you can't be with someone, he would rather drive off a cliff and kill himself because it's someday I'll drive, close both my eyes, I'll be your breath if you can be mine and I just want to fade away into the sky under the sea which is into the like drive off a cliff and just die because he can't be with the woman he loves what a fucking song like i'm at i listen when i grew this up this is the I, fan fiction side of you talking no right now. no this is the fan fiction like he loves me so much he's gonna drive off a cliff by the That's way never the do song. that those never are the lyrics but it's the reason i have high standards because it's like if if Vic Fuentes will drive off a cliff because he didn't get a text back, <laughs> real, real. Also, um, I Don't Care If You're Contagious is another song off Selfish Machines, which is a banger. And it's about how he would get sick and die for the woman he loves. Like, if this woman had wow. a disease, he would die for her. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you're contagious. I would kiss you even if you were dead. A little bit of necrophilia in there, wow. but whatever. And then it's like, if some could somebody make me go blind for the rest of my life? Because I'd do anything to hold your hand. Like, you can't... Man I, is really out here like, I'll die for you. Say less. I see your romantic song, and I am going to challenge your romantic song as well. Mayday Parade, Miserable at Best from Alexis in Romantics. What were these emo bands in the early 2000s oh. smoking? Because my God, they were really like, if you don't love me, I'll kill myself. This one was like, <laughs> the hardest part of living is taking breaths. Uh, is, the hardest part of living is taking breaths to stay because I know I'm good for something. I just haven't found it yet. Like, ah, real. You would date an you would date an emo guy because you'd think, oh, they obviously have these deep feelings and emotions. The way those guys would break your heart back in two thousand and whatever, they would break your heart. They're like the I don't have a bed frame and I, can you lend me some money, guys? Do you know what I mean? I 
<laughs> I don't have a bed frame. <laughs> I live in my mom's basement. Um, I have a local emo band that is just an attack attack ripoff. Um, <laughs> but you should love but, me. But my God, did they break your heart? God the damn. Toxicity. Literally okay. the toxicity. So um, that's it. Is it that all of them? Some of those that come off the top of my head. The entire of um, Tonight Lives. Is it? What album is it with the green stairs? I don't know. <gasps> don't Wish by Tonight Alive or The Ocean. Um, oh, The like, Ocean. But Don't Wish is a sad song because it's like, don't wish that she was me. It's about dating someone who wants you to be like someone else, like their ex. And it's like, <gasps> and then also, also Lonely Day by System of a Down. Such a lonely yeah. day. We haven't and even spoken about Amity Affliction either. They're another one. Ah. Oh! Like Amity Affliction, like that whole catalogue, um, that's a whole thing. There's too many, there's too many sad Sometimes songs. Sometimes there's fire in, in my skin. Wait, is that even the lyrics? I've been searching for an exit, but I'm lost inside my head when I spend every waking, waking moment, moment wishing, wishing I was I dead. Was dead. <laughs> yeah. Martin and Joel got in the studio and was like, I want to die. Boom. Do you know what I love about song. Joel and uh, I think it's Aaron is how you pronounce his name are so different in the way they come across. Right, right. Like, so different. And yet, they, when they come together, they make the most amazing music. I know. So, so yeah, that's it for our, for our episode of Songs to Make You Cry. Hopefully, you can go forth and make a playlist from this now. We should start doing playlists at some time, Yasmin. And I make point. amazing playlists. If you guys follow me on Spotify, I have the most insane playlist. My recent one was sped up songs from TikTok that scrape my brain like a gum on a bus seat. Never follow me on Spotify. I try and hide as much as I can because a lot of my playlists will be things like 90s R&B. Um, like I'll just put random. I have random playlists. Then I'll have really heavy play. I've got everything in there. But anyway, so right. How do you actually follow us, Yasmin? You can follow us at We Wear Black Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can email us, we wear blackpod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on TikTok at We Wear Black Pod. Ah! And if you want to follow us individually, it's at I am Sophie K everywhere. Uh, I'm at Yasmin Tumin X on everywhere. Uh, words of wisdom. We haven't done words of wisdom to end. Words of wisdom are if you are sad, um, don't listen to two mentally unhinged people who have a podcast. Um, we. we <laughs> We are not professionals. We're not professionals. We cannot give mental health advice apart from get a therapist. That's our only advice. Um, my words of wisdom are thank you for the music. I'm so grateful for all of the metal music that has helped get me through my difficult times because people are talking about their difficult times. And that is something that other genres of music, I'm not sure they will ever understand. No, because no, they, really, they really won't. They really won't. No. Although I will say like rap in the 90s and the, in the 90s and the 2000s was also pretty emotional. But that's... We, 2000s, we, we just, it was more, it was more bitches hoes in the 2000s. But I am the a pop, bitch. The mainstream stuff anyway. Anyway. Okay, alright, well we'll see you next week. See you later, bitches and hoes. <laughs> Bye. You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.
You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.